I was thinking, does does twenty twenty two to go fast for you or slow? Super fast. Super fast. Yeah, I think the older fast. you get, the faster it goes. I think there's like some kind there's of there's something about that. that. Any of you guys experiencing that? It seems yeah. like the older, yeah. But what about New Year's resolutions? Okay, you so into them? I, you know, I'm one of those people that likes to talk about it, think about it, talk about it with other people, and not whatever, do it, and then I just do the same thing every year. <laughs> <laughs> so Which is this nothing, year, or uh, oh, well, you're doing something. Okay, well, I'm always doing something, and yeah. I guess that's part of my yeah. resolution is I'm always doing something. I'm yeah. busy. Um, I have four kids, you know, I have lots of work to do every week. So, um, but this year I'm thinking I want to take like 30 minutes a day and do stuff just for me. Right. And it can be like exercising. It can be, um, like meditating or reading or playing music, but it, I just want to say hmm. like, and this might sound silly, but I'm important enough to like spend 30 minutes on every yeah. day. So I'm going to try that. Yeah. That's well, what I'm going to try. I mean, you do a lot for everyone else. So I'm sure that would be a good thing for you. I, I, I saw a couple memes. Yes. Maybe I some of these won't make sense to you. Uh, let's go to this first one I thought was pretty good. Uh, there we go. I'm trying to start my New Year's resolution to lose weight, but my coworkers keep bringing leftover Christmas That's exactly cookies. what happens to me every so year. So do any yeah. of you guys blame everyone else for not fulfilling your resolution? Yes. Yeah, it's their fault, right? Yeah, oh, this one, I thought this one was good. Like, what exactly... Is the next one up there? It's coming. It's coming. It's going to come. There we go. What exactly is a New Year's resolution? It's a to-do list for the first week of January. (laughs) So take just 30 minutes a day for yourself just the first week of January, and you're good. So what about anyone? I don't know if you're resolution people or not, but we're going to talk a little bit about that because uh, it's kind of interesting. I think that... um, a lot of us have given up on resolutions just because we feel like we don't fulfill them. Have any of you felt that way? You know, you hear about that a lot. Even those memes are all about failing and failing. I just want to encourage you, just because you failed at doing something you committed, it's no reason to not try again. So I just want to encourage you moving forward. Don't allow these past struggles and maybe resolutions to cause you to not keep moving forward. Don't give up being resolute in your life, because that will make a difference in your life. I, the, the word resolute means to be purposeful or determined, to be purposeful or determined. And I think that's a pretty good quality to have as a person. That's not a bad thing to work on, just being determined, being purposeful. And failing to fulfill a resolution shouldn't stop you from trying Again, how many of you over the years failed, 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 and then succeeded at something? Something finally clicked in. Something finally made sense. You finally found yourself with a new habit in your life that was healthy or an old habit gone. And those just all build on each other. So I just want to encourage you, don't stop trying. Recently, um, my wife was listening to a podcast and it got me reading on some things, but we were talking about how shame, guilt, and regret can be unhealthy if you wallow in them, right? If you just allow them to overtake you. But what this uh, like neuroscience is talking about is that shame, guilt, and regret are also ways to identify what you value. So it's not terrible. Because when you hurt or you hurt someone or something didn't go right and you find yourself with some shame or regret, that identifies something. Those things can be used moving forward in a healthy way. So whatever you might be looking back on that you feel regret, man, that whole idea is no regret. I got regret. Hopefully I just take that regret to identify something I value 
and moving forward in a better way. Moving forward in a better way. So I'm titling this morning's message, Looking Back, Moving Forward. Looking back, moving forward. And there's a thought that's always captured my attention. And it's this, that having a healthy picture of yesterday and a healthy picture of tomorrow can have a profound impact on today. Having a healthy picture of yesterday and a healthy picture of tomorrow can help you have a profound impact. And guess what? Today matters. It's the most important day of your life. It's this one. And I want you to think about that as we keep talking about this and moving forward. Because if you have any regrets of yesterday, just know something. I just love this. I don't know why these kind of things capture me. That tomorrow, today is tomorrow's yesterday, right? And so it's just getting us to think. And that's why I love, I love New Year's resolutions. I love a time of just thinking about things. No matter how many times I fail, of keep moving forward and keep trying, keep trying. And there's a verse over the years that have made more and more sense to me. Uh, This verse is like one of my life verses, and it'll be funny why, but maybe not funny, but it is, there is a reason. And it's in Hebrews chapter 12. And see if you can identify this past, future, and present idea in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 12. Therefore, he says, strengthen your feeble arms and your weak knees. Make level paths for your feet so that the lame may not be disabled, but rather healed. Think about what we've just been talking about. What's this talking about? Hey, know where your feeble arms and your weak knees are. Pay attention to your past injuries. I had a guy come up to me at the first service with a sling on surgery this week from from skiing. He's my age. He should just know better, but whatever, right? (laughs) Know where your feeble, weak, your knees, your weak areas are. Know where you have injured yourself. Make level paths. That's going into the future so that today you might not re-injure, but heal. See the beauty of this passage? That's what this passage is talking all about, getting us to think, having a healthy view of yesterday, paying attention, knowing that we're walking and moving forward. And the decisions we make today matter. They matter. And now some past experience of mine have made this really make sense to me. Back in 2013, I got this opportunity to play basketball at Staples Center. I think I even have a picture up here uh, of, the, of Staples Center. This is when we walked in and we were going to get the play. And there it was. I took a picture. We're going to get to go and have an hour playing at Staples Center before a Clippers game. How cool is that, right? I mean, what an opportunity. And then go to the next picture. And then this is me laying on the ground, talking to my wife, crying for her to come get me. Didn't know what had happened at the moment, but I was not feeling well. Something blew up in my body while I was on the court. And about seven days later, go to the next picture, I'm having surgery to repair my Achilles tendon. It popped, it blew up. So I want to tell you, I've had my kid, this was back in like, I think 2013. I've torn my ACL and my MCL and my knee have had surgery. I understand Hebrews chapter 12. I get the idea. You're not going to see me going down a ski slope. I'll tell you that right now. You're not going to see me running probably at all, especially across a grassy field where there could be holes. I think about this all the time. I watch football 
And I watch guys jamming down the field for a touchdown. And you know what's going on in my head? Oh, please don't pop something. Here I am. That's what I think about. I think I have some trauma issues. But this makes sense to me. My wife and I went up to Julian a little while ago and went on a hike. Man, when I'm on a hike, which I love doing, I concentrate. I, I don't just go down, yeah, hey, we're hiking. I'm like, oh, concentrate, rock, rock, crevice, step here, don't step there. It's exhausting of making straight level paths, but it's real. And you know what? I don't think this verse is actually talking about injuries. It's probably talking about more emotional injuries, relational injuries, personal things that we have done to think about, to concentrate on, to pay attention to. And isn't that what resolutions are all about? Dallas Willard say something that was very interesting for me because it's all about discipline. And I know when it comes to my Achilles and my, I don't ever want to be injured again. It's my goal in life. What I just want is an outcome. Is at the end of my life, I can look back. And I never had another, I never injured myself again. I was smart. I paid attention, right? Dallas Willard said, a discipline is an activity within our power that we engage in to enable us to do what we cannot do by direct effort. Whatever we look at down the road, I want to be this or I don't want to be injured. I can't just wake up and say, I'm never going to be injured again. But I can make decisions today to either become something I want to be or to not have something happen I don't want to have happen. And I make wise. So disciplines are the little things we could do each day that we can engage in in order to have that outcome. And that's what a New Year's resolution is. It's making a decision to engage in something based on past experience and future hopes and outcomes that we're looking for. And we make decisions, all of us, hundreds of them a day. We make decisions. And you know what the coolest part is? One thing I found, one of the most beautiful aspects of this, when you get this in your head and begin to live this way, is the beauty you begin to see today. The journey actually becomes beautiful. You start realizing it's not just achieving, it's the daily ways you're living life. It's the daily things that you're beginning to see and beginning to enjoy. And you're realizing it's not just a destination, right? It's this journey. It's this journey. So here's my desire for this morning. I'm just gonna, here's what I'm gonna try to do. My main desire this morning is to encourage you to continue to be resolute in your life determined. I'm going to challenge you, continue to be that way, to not give up moving out of yesterday's realities and into tomorrow's hopes while experiencing life today in its fullest. That's my challenge. Like whatever we do here for the next 10, 15 minutes, right? That you, that you leave thinking, that you leave thinking and maybe just have some ideas and thoughts. And one of the biggest resolutions I want to focus on is when Jesus was asked, what is the greatest commandment? So he was asked, what's the greatest commandment? In one word, anyone have an idea what the answer is? Love, right? Love was the answer. So let's take a look at it. Matthew chapter 22, verse 37. He says this, here's the greatest commandment. That's what they asked him. They were trying to trap him trying to see what ones he would choose. And he says this, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is just like it. Love your neighbor 
as yourself. All the law and prophets hang on these two commandments. So with this question, the answer is love, but the application you see in three different aspects here, three different places to apply this idea of love. And I think that we need to think about all three of these as you move forward. As you think about yesterday and as you move forward, you got to think about all three of these, okay? And here they are. Am I loving God? Am I loving others? And am I loving myself? Am I loving God? Am I loving others? And am I loving myself? Can you see all three of those in that passage? All three of those are, are important. And here's the kicker that I think we need to understand. I don't think any one of them is greater than the other one. All of them work together to get us to think, to get us to think about what our lives are about and how impactful we are. And I think we need to pay attention to all three of them. See, the commandment is to love. It's to love. And the application is to love God, others, and ourselves. Now, some of us might be thinking, which I think a lot of at times as well, man, if I just love God, all the other things fall into place. I just want to tell you, I don't think that that's true. It doesn't always work out that way. As a matter of fact, Jesus went after the religious leaders of his day, the ones that loved God and were seen as the righteous ones. And listen to what he says in Matthew chapter 22 in verse 23. Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You give a tenth of your spice, mint, dill, and cumin, but you have neglected the more important matters of the law, justice, mercy, and faithfulness. Oh, you give, you love God, you sacrifice, you do all the right things to show God you love him, but you've neglected others, justice and mercy. And look what he says. Hey, don't neglect the first thing. You should have practiced the latter, but don't neglect the former. Crazy, right? These Pharisees loved God, but neglected loving their neighbor, neglected showing mercy and justice. Should be doing all of it. All of it is just as important. So if focusing just on God can be unbalanced, what about if we just overly focus on others? That could be some codependent issues, right? There's no doubt that if it's like, oh, I need to please, I need to make sure they're happy. I mean, oh, there's other, I mean, that could be unhealthy. Some of us maybe have had experiences. I know I have of some unhealthy other focus. Or, or what about just focusing on myself? This egocentric issue. I've had issues with that too. You know, it's the person that says like, I don't care what anyone thinks is the one that cares the most about what everyone thinks, right? So anytime we get out of whack on any of these, it could begin to move us down some unhealthy places. So I just want you moving into 2023 to just think about these things. You know, am I loving God? Am I loving others? Am I loving myself? And we begin to live this, what they call interdependence. I mean, I need others and they need me and we all need God but this is uh, something that works together. And it's beautiful when it works together. And, and I was thinking about, as we consider these three areas, number one is this, you can't love God fully without loving others, right? You can't love God fully without loving others. Matter of fact, in my life, when I sit there and think about the idea, I need to love God more, I can just sit there and go, I wonder what that looks like. Just telling them, I love you, I love you, I love you, you know? <laughs> these are the kind of things my brain plays with my head. 
But when I get this understanding of like passages like 1 John 5, 3, in fact, this is love for God to keep his commandments. Okay, keeping his commandments is how I love him. And then what did Jesus say in John 15, 12? My commandment is this, love others as I have loved you. All right, so to love God, I keep his commandments and his commandment is to love others. So you can't separate those two things out, right? So you can't love God fully without loving others. Well, I think there's another thing we got to think about is that loving others in a healthy way is difficult if you don't love yourself. It's difficult. Man, because I have found for myself when I'm not loving myself, I begin to have some unhealthy ways that I express this like with my wife. Like I remember there was a time where I wasn't really nice to my kids. I kind of lost it a little. I know it's hard to believe that I would do that. I lost it. And my wife said, man, you're a little harsh. So what do I do? I know I'm a terrible dad. What am I hoping for? No, you're not, honey. How unhealthy is that? Here I am, I did something wrong. Now I'm fishing for a compliment. So I feel better about myself. This is not doing this. And I've done that a multitude of times. Am I the only one? You know, I'm such a terrible husband. No, you're not, you're wonderful. Please tell me more. Now it's off of my mistake and I'm on to being fed what I want to be. So, okay, so that's, but having a healthy love for myself is important. Look what it said in Ephesians 5. In the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. Interesting. To love my wife, I need to love myself because he who loves his wife loves himself. After all, no one has ever hated his own body, but they feed and care for their bodies just as Christ does the church. So taking care of myself is important mentally, physically, emotionally. It's an important thing to be resolute about. And if it's an area of struggle, make some decisions to help. That's not a selfish thing. It's actually a selfless thing. To become more physically, emotionally, and maybe mentally healthy if you can take some steps actually folds over in how you can love others in a healthier way. Make those steps if you need to. And then the final thing is this, is that loving yourself has its greatest foundation in God's love. So you see how this just starts working, right? I can't love God without loving others. And I can't really love others unless I have a healthy love for myself. And my healthy love for myself stems from this understanding that we're loved by God. And so this just becomes a, a mind game of just thinking and focusing and knowing where I need to grow. I, so many verses can back this up, but 1 John 4 is one of my favorites. This is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us. Isn't that beautiful? To really set my mind that I'm loved, I'm accepted just as I am is such a beautiful thing. A, a beautiful thing. So I, I hope that you can see how valuable all these areas are. They are so valuable. And man, a couple months ago, I taught on this and it just stood out to me. I never really thought about all three of these as much as I did a couple months back. And it's really become an area of me really thinking through. How do I care for myself so I can better care and love others? And how does, you know, and how does caring and loving others is how I'm caring and loving God, you know, and just finding these things work itself out in my life. If you were to close your eyes and you know what? Close your eyes. I'm not going to ask you to do anything weird, but I just want you to. Close your eyes. And I just want you just for a minute to consider over the past year in 2022, 
considering loving God, others, and yourself. And as you look back in your head, in your mind, in your heart, what area do you feel you succeeded in the most in those three? Loving God, loving others, loving yourself. What, what area did you struggle with the most of those three? You just kind of think, what feelings arise in your heart and mind as you're considering these areas in your life? I mean, oftentimes we wanna push, all I want is good feelings. You know, maybe you're having some guilt or shame and regret. What might that be teaching you about what you do value and how you have to think differently about those things? Instead of just letting it, oh, I'm so this. Okay, I value things. That's why I feel these things. And how might you move forward? You can open your eyes. And here's my next question as we think about that. What might moving forward look like after you just looked back? What might moving forward look like? I love looking back. I heard someone, someone tell me, yeah, you just gotta let, let the past go. No, you, you, you can't let the past go. You gotta learn. You gotta have a healthy relationship with it. You gotta allow it to teach you and show you what you value so that you can move forward. I think that's important. So what might moving forward look like after looking back? I wanna encourage you as you move forward in 2023, make just some small attainable goals. I think sometimes we just make too lofty of goals. Discipline, Dallas Willard, what is a little thing I can engage in? What's a little thing I can engage in? that's going to move me to something. Just make them a little bit smaller, make them a little bit easier to attain. It's a beautiful thing to attain something, no matter how small it is. I'm gonna give you some of the things for me over the last uh, year that have had a profound impact on my life, some little changes, because what I found is that little changes each and every day is where the big ones come from. It's where the big ones come from. Also know little mistakes each and every day is where the big ones come from too, right? <laughs> they don't just show up. It's usually like a lot of little habits. They talk about, when they talk about health and nutrition, they say you're making a decision today to what's gonna be 10 years from now. That's what most experts talk about. You're making decisions today about what's gonna be 10 years from now. So here's some little things. I had a few things that I focused on over the last year. Uh, some kind of funny, I, maybe they're not funny, but I just thought, I really thought back. I had a couple things really make an impact on me. And so uh, here we go. Number one, two minute daily cold exposure. This is weird, I know. But back in Lent, I don't ever do Lent, but I did Lent this year, which is the 40 days before Easter. And you give up something. I didn't know what to give up. So instead I gave up comfort. And every day during Lent, I jumped in a cold shower first thing in the morning. I know, I think I talked about this back then in a message, but I sat there and I thought, I wanted to think about people suffering in the world. So I wanted to somehow be in solidarity, kind of think about them and pray for people I knew that were hurting or countries going on and things. And, I, and then I would just jump in and just take it. Well, it's been a year now. And I've gone from daily cold showers to I have a 100-gallon bucket, Rubbermaid bucket in my backyard that I get in every morning now. But it's not cold enough. It's only 50 degrees. So now I'm restoring this old chest freezer in my garage. I get to fill it up tomorrow. And I can turn it on and get it down to like 40 degrees. It's been a crazy experience for me. 
It's awakened me to thinking. And if you want to talk about the health benefits, look it up. Two minutes a day can change your life. Now, most people are like, I'll never do that. Why not? Two minutes. I challenge you to do it. I have not gotten sick all year. I've sensed my stress level and my ability to handle stress has totally changed. I want to just think it's because I'm mentally strong, but I think it's because I'm getting in this stupid cold shower and now this bucket. Read the science, I'm telling you. This could change your life, and it has. It's become this spiritual connection with the world around me a little bit. I don't know. I love it. It's now been a year, and you know what? I think of it this way. Every day in the morning, I accomplish something uncomfortable that I don't want to do. How many of you run away from things that are uncomfortable that you don't want to do? Every day, I do one. I don't ever want to do it. (laughs) I'm never like, oh, yay, you know? But I now do it. And you know what? I found it to be really beneficial. That's one thing. Maybe some of you are going to try it. I hope someone comes up next week. I did it all week. Crazy. Usually they don't. They just think I'm crazy. Number two, 20 minutes just being still. A friend of mine who happens to be a therapist, we were talking once and he kind of said like, dude, your brain doesn't ever stop, does it? I go, yeah, usually not. He goes, okay, I want you to do something. Every day I want you to just sit in the morning, first thing, and just don't think about anything. Just sit there. I said, okay, no problem. I'm not kidding. It took me a month and a half before I was able to do it the first time. A month and a half. The first time I sat there in about about two minutes, I'm all, how how long has it been? Two minutes, I can't, I gotta read, I gotta think, I gotta do something. This has now been like two, three months. And I wanna tell you, that now I'm doing it every single day. I do my cold plunge first in my backyard in this bucket. And then I get my coffee and then I sit and I've just, and guess what it's turned into? It's turned into a time of prayer. I am thinking about friends and family, people going through cancers, people I know that are going through more than I can remember on a consistent basis in the longest time. And it's now something I look forward to. I look forward to the plunge and I look forward to just that time. And I feel like it's connected me to God and others. That's loving God. I think the plunge is loving myself. I'm I'm turning 56 here this year. My dad died at 59. I think about that stuff. And I sit there and think, okay, I'm doing this for my health and I'm doing this for my mental, my spiritual health, this quiet time. And it's become the most freeing 20 minutes of like prayer and being that I've ever experienced in my Christian life. So I thank my buddy, Todd. It really made an impact on me. And, and it's continuing. And there's even times that I do weird things. <laughs> this is weird. I'm just opening up to you guys. Is that cool? Yeah. Any of you guys, when you're hurting or sick, you moan and groan? Any moaners and groaners in here? Whenever I like tore my Achilles and I was laying there, I'd be like, oh, Aah! it just felt good. Like the vibration that goes through your body feels good, right? It actually does something to you. And so sometimes I'm just in this quiet time, sipping my coffee, and all of a sudden I just go, uh, woo, it is weird. It's like, no wonder you do it when you're sick. It does stuff. And so I'm just not caring. I'm just letting myself be. And man, it has been a weird thing. And again, going back, guys, took me a month and a half to be able to do it. 
I met with him a month later. So how's it going? I go, I have not done it one time. And now I'm doing it almost every day. So that's the second thing. Maybe something you'd want to implement. The third thing is this, short daily readings. I found short daily readings to really become beautiful habits. I always read like two or three books at a time. I, I just get, I read, doesn't capture me in a chapter I taught, whatever. I'm always going. But I was, over the last year, I found myself Bible Project. Go to BibleProject.com. They have a New Testament in a year. It's less than a chapter a day on average. And you will get through the whole New Testament in like four minutes a day. If you have never read through the New Testament, one chapter a day. And I just started this morning. Matthew chapter one was today. Started it over again. Plus, I find a devotion. Email me, steve.solomon at rancho.tv. I've got devotions that I can, I can share with you that are super short. And every day, just commit to one. I, last, this last year, I just read one called Liberating Love. I don't know where. I, I heard a lady on a podcast. I wrote a daily devotion. I grabbed it. It was like a paragraph a day. And she said this in one of those. Pray to me that you might know peace and love and abundance. She was speaking from the voice of God. And then she said this. Now pray for your family. Now pray for your enemy. Now pray for the world. And I found myself now daily praying that people experience peace and love and abundance because I think it's the lack of that that makes us so mean and angry and violent. And this, this was like six months ago. This little thing. I don't know what's going to capture me, but I just keep doing it. So here's my question. What might moving forward look like to you after looking back? What little thing? Don't give up. Make a, just, just choose something. If you don't know what to choose, turn on that cold shower tomorrow morning and just get in it and ask God to wake you up. He will wake you up. <laughs> do it. And watch as you begin to say, I can do little things. I can do things that are hard. I can handle stress a little bit more because I'm doing and taking steps and it can make a huge impact in your life. I once had a friend of mine say this, do something, do anything. That was his thing. Do something, do anything. And I just wanna challenge you on that. Do something, do anything. Look back into 2022, be resolute moving forward into 2023 and it just might change your life and how your life impacts the world around you. I believe it can. I want to end with where we began in Hebrews 12. I want to look at the verse that was right before the one we read about making level paths for your feet. Take a look. No discipline seems pleasant at the time. Can I hear an amen for that one? <laughs> of course not. Of course not. And we live in a world that we just try to eliminate anything that's hard. That's the American way. It's eliminate anything that's hard. Anything that's hard is bad. No, it's not. No discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. Isn't that beautiful? It produces peace, rightness, and I'll add joy because those are what the Bible in Romans says is the kingdom of God. Therefore, because that happens, make straight your paths. Know where your struggles are and move forward and be healed. See the benefit? Peace, joy, righteousness. 
those that are trained by it, I wanna say, I can't help but believe that peace is something all of us desire a little more in 2023. Do you agree? And then I hope you might look back, move forward, make some decisions. You got this. You got this. Let's pray. Father God, thank you so much for the little things. The little things I, I never would have known was going to have such a profound impact on my life and, and daily has gotten me to think differently, has daily gotten me to do things. I, I'm a comfort creature. I want, I want everything to be nice and to, to focus on things that aren't comfortable to whether it be a, like getting into cold water or sitting still. <laughs> you know, I, I've loved that verse, be still and know that you are God for many, many, many years, but that I didn't realize how much my brain de- never does that just taking small things in each day is better than trying to commit to something huge and not doing it. And I just pray for each and every one of us here that as we look back and as we move forward, that we wouldn't be afraid, even in our failures, to allow ourselves to make some commitments, to make some resolutions, to think about what we want to do today that might have a profound impact tomorrow, but also, God, help us to begin to see the beauty of the journey itself. It's not always just about what we become, it's about what we see here and now. And may you open our eyes and may your kingdom come, that kingdom of righteousness, joy, and peace in the spirit that Romans 14 talks about. May that come, may that rule and reign in our hearts and minds as we move forward in Jesus' name. 